Welcome to this week's Coffee Break. I'm joined again by Catherine Shepherd and also by Mary Lawrence, our specialist health and safety partner, who's been very busy supporting many of our clients through the coronavirus pandemic. Um, Mary and Catherine, I'd like to talk to you about the recently launched COVID vaccine and the considerations this raises for employers. We've been getting a number of queries from our clients about it and particularly whether they should be requiring or encouraging staff to get vaccinated. So Mary, can I start by asking your views on whether employers can require their staff to have the vaccine or um, strongly encourage them to do so? Yeah, thanks, Kath. Um, so I guess the first thing to consider here is that at the moment in the UK, the uh, vaccination isn't available on a commercial basis. So there's only so much that an employer could actually do at the moment um, in any event. And with our government uh, scheme, there's a very clear route which looks at vaccinating vulnerable people first. So if an employer uh, employs people who fall into the clinically vulnerable, clinically extremely vulnerable category, then the reality is they'll be offered that vaccine first. Um, obviously, there should become a time next year when it's much more open to all employees. Um, in terms of employer duty around vaccination, um, the statutory duty is about ensuring that employees' health as well as their safety is protected so far as reasonably practicable. So the question is, is, is vaccination something that's a practicable step that employers could take um, and where we've landed is that um, mandatory vaccination is just not something that's uh, usual for us uh, in the UK so we think it would be very difficult for an employer to mandate this I'm sure Catherine will come on to this from an employment basis in, in a second um, and whilst an employer could do a number of things to meet that reasonably practicable step space is actually mandating uh, vaccination it, it is not going to be one of those. We, we don't think it's something that em employers will be able to do in the UK. So given it's unlikely that you could mandate your staff have a vaccine, um, are there still steps you should be taking as an employer though? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it, it's obvious that um, if you could vaccinate everyone, that's going to reduce the risk of COVID-19. So what an employer should be doing is having a look at its uh, risk assessment, um, which will be looking at how um, in an occupational setting the COVID-19 risk could be reduced. Um, ha having reached a view that you can't mandate vaccination, there are lots of things that could be done, um, such as um, providing information and education to people um, to provide opportunities. So it might be that it, it does become available commercially or that uh, an employer could um, make sure that people have time off to go get the vaccination. So I think all of those things will be really um, important to do. Um, and that should all be set out in, in that COVID-19 risk assessment. That's really helpful. Thank you, Mary. Um, Catherine, there's also quite a few employment law implications at play here, aren't there? Could you just highlight some of those for us? Yeah, no, as Mary has indicated, um, we can't see employees being in a position at the moment to impose a requirement to take the vaccine. It's not something we see in employment contracts. Um, 
taking the education piece and around the risk assessment, what I think we will see employers doing is looking to introduce a COVID-19 vaccination policy, strongly encouraging employees to take up the jab when they are offered it under the NHS Priority Programme. Um, that's obviously something we see employers encouraging their employees to take the flu jab year on year. So that's something which I think employees will be more used to. Um, and again, coming back to Mary's points, you know, that policy could set out, you know, information that the employer has available to it. Um, it may reflect the government guidance, which we may see on this um, leave that an employee may need. Um, and also, um, maybe asking the employee to update the company when they have been vaccinated. Um, obviously, though, employers will need to take into account any data protection obligations under the GDPR if they are asking for evidence of a vaccination. And Catherine, there's some discrimination considerations here as well, aren't there? Yeah, exactly. So under the Equality Act, an individual's religious or ethical beliefs are protected and that could include those who refuse the vaccine on religious grounds uh, because it's contents or belief in no medical intervention. And there's also those who may refuse to be vaccinated, uh, for example, on the grounds of veganism. Um, there may be animal products in the vaccine. So employers need to think really carefully about concerns um, raised by individuals. Another example is those who are pregnant who, or who have medical conditions. Um, that They may well be concerned as the impact of the vaccine on their condition. Um, the speed of rollout means that the vaccine hasn't been tested in those situations. Yes, I saw, I saw this morning actually about a few people who'd had an allergic reaction to the vaccine that wasn't anticipated. Yeah, exactly. So employers are going to have to give really um, careful consideration to how those concerns and you know, look at individuals on a case by case basis when they are managing any vaccination policy. Um, and just actually one point just to bear in mind is that when an employee travels internationally, um, businesses should also keep under review requirements in other countries. Um, it may be that they do make um, a vaccination mandatory for entry into that country um, and we may see, you know, a vaccination passport. So that's, that's just one to watch at the moment. Thank you both so much. There's a lot to think about here, isn't there? And as you say, the position could well vary internationally. So employers are going to need to look at the requirements across their businesses very carefully. And um, thank you both so much for joining me today and for everyone for listening. Please do join us again next week.